0: There's a message true and glad for the sinful and the sad. Ring it out, ring it out, ring it out, ring it out. It will give them courage new. It will help them to be true. Ring Ring it out, ring it out, ring it out, ring it out, ring out.
1: Good afternoon, folks, and welcome back to another episode of Redeeming the Time. I'm your host, Chris Macy, and you may be wondering, another episode. I've never heard of this show before. Well, we have been off the air for a couple of years, but this is another episode. We were here on KXXT 1010 ams this same time uh, several years ago, but we, we had to bring it to an end. Well, we didn't I guess we didn't have to, but I wanted to. I had just purchased a, a, a newspaper and it was a whole new thing. And it took a lot of time and I needed to focus on that. But now that's running smoothly. And uh, we are working on some other projects here at the North Valley Church of Christ here in Cape Creek, Arizona, where I am the minister. And uh, one of the things we're working on is a new video program on YouTube. We're going to start a YouTube channel. And I had suggested to the elders, i say, you know what, if we're going to do that, let's also uh, do the radio program, and I'll just record those as videos as well, and then I can uh, put those together as one. Now, I'm not recording today's video. Uh, video and that's only because I don't feel good and when and I just don't look like I need to be recorded video I'm saving you from having to look at my face as I do this recording <laughs> so, so but I am I am really excited to be back on on air and to uh, give you uh, uh, some some thoughts and, and talk about some of the things going on out in the world and looking at what the Bible says and that's what this program is really all about. Looking at situations that we as Christians find ourselves in. Looking at certain things that might be in the news. Discussing that here uh, on the program. Sometimes we'll have guests. Uh, sometimes not like today. We won't We won't have a guest. But we'll be looking at all those things. And then taking a look at what does the Bible say about that. And so I want to start this program off uh, today talking just a little bit about the, the passage that our, uh, our program here is titled after from Ephesians chapter 5 uh, down in verse, get my glasses on uh, verse um, 16, Ephesians five sixteen. I used the New American Standard Bible and it says, well we'll start in verse 15 where it says, therefore be careful how you walk not as unwise men but as wise making the most of your time because the days are evil Literally, that, that phrase there in the beginning of verse 16 is redeeming the time. Or, as the New American Standard says, making the most of your time. Why? Because the days are evil. Because the days are evil. And we all know that. We we agree with that. Are not the days evil? Even when in this realm, in this world, when it may be going uh, going well, or they may be having a good day, you know, according to this realm, it's really Evil, it really is. When you compare it to heaven and to God, you may be having a good day, but there's evil going on all over the world. And the first thing that pops in my mind, as far as this country goes, is well, abortion—the killing of innocent children. I think that's. I think that's evil. Of course, what what happened just last week in uh, in South Florida and those school that school shooting, and uh, that's. That's evil. And what's uh, going to happen, I, I pre record this show, but I'm sure what's going to happen, they will get politicized. They'll start saying, oh, we've got to stop this sort of thing. We've got to do this, or we got to do that. We've got to make a law for that. we got to make a law for this. And, and laws, laws, laws. Laws will take care of everything. Yeah, people because people follow laws, so we'll make a new law. <laughs> that doesn't work. That has never worked. God showed us Throughout the Old Testament, how we are incapable of keeping law. <laughs> we can't do it. We can't do it. What we need is a way to live our lives in a more, more, in a, a, a moral way. Having a, a standard, a moral standard to live by, and God gave us that in His Son, Christ. I thought, man, all this sound maybe sounding maybe a little depressing. I don't know, but I I, I, had, I did a lesson Wednesday night uh, at the North Valley Congregation. Uh, that's where I'm a minister. You know, I, I had a whole introduction that, to talk about myself, but I just I just kind of jumped right into this, didn't I? But that's okay. We'll just go ahead and keep moving forward with this. I did a lesson, and I titled it "What's a Christian to Do When You Have a Good Day?" You know. I, if you think about it, do you need a lesson like that? <laughs> <laughs> what am I to do if I if I have a good day? Oh, come on. Well, I know what to do. I'm, I'll be happy. I'm gonna rejoice. I want everyone wants to have a good day. I need to know, Chris, what do I do when I have a bad day? That's what I need to know. Well we'll we'll get to those. But what is, what is a good day for a Christian? Have you ever come in uh to the office or or maybe home or whatever it might be and and I'm not talking about someone asks you, hey, how's your day going? And you say, oh, it's going good. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about when you come in and you go, man, it's a good day. Have you ever done that? Why Why do you do that? Why is it a good day? Why is that? Well, for a lot of people, maybe uh, they got their tax returns, you know? Ah, it's a good day. Or uh, uh, they didn't have to pay a bill. I remember when my uh, second, I think it was, the, pretty sure it was the second, third, third child, Jody, was born. We do... My wife and I use this uh, uh, midwife uh, place called Baby Moon Inn here in Phoenix, and uh, we were going down there. We we're going to uh, pay paying our monthly bill, and I wanted to pay them. And I think they're great. I want them to get their money. <laughs> I want them to keep going. I go down there and I'm going to pay the bill. I knew there was like either two or three left, and uh, uh, the owner, one of the owners, uh, uh, said told me not to worry about it. They're going to take care of it. I was like, "Really? Said, yeah, you're our first first couple to have three kids here." I'm like, "Oh man, I came home and guess what I said? It's a good day. <laughs> I didn't have to pay the bill. Yay! <laughs> I like that." But those uh, those days are fleeting, aren't they? It, it's not too long before evil creeps in. Something bad happens, and it just takes that take that happiness away. Theo Jones, another minister, he, he does lessons here every once in a while at North Valley. been doing Wednesday nights for us. He's been doing a series on happiness and joy or rejoicing. Happiness is, is things that are on the outside. They occur and they're, they're momentary, fleeting. But rejo- or joy, the kind of joy that the Bible talks about, the kind of joy we find in Christ, that's something that cannot be taken away from you. And so I want us to take a look at a few patches, passages and and look at this idea of rejoicing and how a Christian has a good day and really how that good day, no matter what's going on, should be every day. And let's start by, I want to look at 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. I like this passage. There's a lot of passages I like, but this is one of them. And I know you're probably driving in your car, so don't pull out your cell phone to read the Bible, okay? I'll read it to you. I'm reading from the New American Standard Bible, and if you... uh, if you don't use the New American Standard Bible, that's okay. I highly suggest that you do that. I think it's uh, uh, more accurate. When when Moses uh, brought down, I know a lot of folks like the, the New King James or the King James. Well, when Moses brought the Ten Commandments down from the mountain, really, you know those were written in the King James. But, of course, he broke those, went back up into the, the mountain, and then he came back with the New American Standard. And if you're not laughing, please understand that's a joke. <laughs> First Thessalonians chapter 5 starting in verse 15. Paul writes, "See that no one repays another with evil for evil, but always seek after that which is good for one another and for all people." That's actually a pretty good definition of love, don't you think? Read Rejo- this is verse 16. "Rejoice always. Pray without Ceasing in everything, give thanks for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Oh, I wish I knew what God's purpose was for me in this world. Here it is. For this is God's will for you in Christ. You need to treat people better. Better than yourself better than they deserve that's love rejoice always pray without ceasing now before we look at the rejoice so you know when it says pray without ceasing it's not talking about you need to always be in a constant state of prayer not like that at all not at all what he's saying is you need to always be in the mindset of going to prayer to the Father much like Nehemiah uh, Nehemiah chapter one and chapter two. If you know that story, Nehemiah is a cupbearer before King Artaxerxes, and uh, he was uh, uh, unhappy because he had found out that you know everyone in Jerusalem was were de- were depressed and in despair, they were being made fun of, the wall had not been built, and he was downcast, the king recognized that and asked him what was wrong, and that passage said, and I went to prayer, and then he began to speak to King Artaxerxes. Now that means he, it had to be a pretty quick prayer because the king asked him a question, so he was not going to wait patiently, oh hang on, King, let me say a prayer. That king's not gonna wait. You better answer. And so he's he, he has a quick prayer, has praying without ceasing. His first thought, when he came to a situation that was very important, his first thought was not, Oh man, I better answer the king, but I better go to the king, the Father in heaven, in prayer. And that's what he did. And that's the kind of attitude we need to have. We in verse sixteen, we need to rejoice always. Now that doesn't mean that I always have a smile on my face, even in the face of utter terror. No, rejoice is is something different here. It's not the not that kind of rejoicing that we we think of here in the in the here and now in this realm here on earth. It's a spiritual rejoicing, and I want us to look at some passages to to understand that to kind of see this. And I want to start. Let's start with uh, Exodus chapter. Thirteen and fourteen, and what this is, this is where uh, I, I won't be able to read the pa- the whole passage. But this is where um, the the people of God are being led out. Actually, I am going to turn over there. But the people of God are being led out of uh, Egypt by by Moses, and uh, of course uh, the Egyptians are now pursuing them. This uh, they're they're down there by the water, and, and they're cut off from escape this is right before the crossing of the of the reed of sea the seas of reed the sea of reeds excuse me so it is chapter 14 not 13 and uh, this is where you know god told them to, to camp there and wait and he knew that pharaoh and the Egypt, egyptian's people or his armies coming for them and in verse 10 of chapter 14 it says as pharaoh drew near the sons of israel looked and behold the egyptians were marching after them And they became very frightened, so the sons of Israel cried out to the Lord. Then they said to Moses, Is it because uh, there were no graves in Egypt that you have taken us away to die in the wilderness? Why have you dealt with us in this way, bringing us out of Egypt? Is this not the word that we spoke to you in Egypt, saying, Leave us alone, that we may serve the Egyptians? For it would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in the wilderness. And here is the key verse, verse 13. But Moses said to the people, Do not fear. Stand by and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you today. For the Egyptians whom you have seen today, you will never see them again forever. Forever. And of course, this is where uh, God told Moses to hold up his staff over the water, stretch it out over the water, and the the east wind came, pushed the water aside, and they walked across on dry land to the other side. All this happened, and the Egyptians came, uh, their chariots became confused, the army became confused, it was a little uh, weird, they were scared, the water came down, crushed them, killed them, and their bodies were washed up on the shore for the Israelites to see. And then right after that, in chapter 15 the song of Moses and Israel. They praised God and gave him the glory. And Daniel, Daniel chapter 4, where Nebuchadnezzar had that vision of the great tree that was giving, uh, uh, providing for all the uh, animals of the earth, but then it was cut off and there was nothing but a stump left, but it was restored. And then Daniel explains to him what that's about. Your kingdom will be taken away from you. And all this happens. And then Nebuchadnezzar later on, 12 months later, I'm just kind of paraphrasing this. He, he steps out on the lanai. He looks across the land. And he starts talking about how all that he had done by his great hand and all the, the wonders that he's done by himself. And he gives no glory to the Lord. And while the words were still in his mouth, the word of the, of the Lord, fell, the, the text says, fell from heaven. That's it. It's really fell, F-E-L-L. So It's like dropping a big stone. It's like, hey, Nebuchadnezzar, let me tell you something. You did not give glory to the Father, and so therefore you're going out, and you're going to be like a beast of the field for a period of seven uh, for seven periods. Some people think that that you know that that can be interpreted as days or weeks. Really, I'm pretty sure it's years. Uh, A lot of scholars agree with that, and so I think it's seven years. He's out there like a beast eating grass until he came to his senses, and when he does, guess what he does? He Gives glory to the Father. Glory to the Lord. He rejoices in that too. He he praises the Father. And he finds true joy because he was boasting in himself and not in the old old Lord like he should. Acts chapter 4. When Peter and John were arrested for preaching Jesus and then they were threatened by the Sanhedrin, which is the the, uh, uh, biggest court there in Israel. And these men, these are the men who were able to convince Pilate and the Romans to crucify the Christ, even though Rome held uh, the right to do executions and, and withheld that from the Israelites. Israelite would, Israelites would still kill people. Remember Stephen, stoned to death? They would kill people. These guys know it. Peter and John know that. And so they, were th- they threatened them, don't you speak in his name again, in the name of Jesus. And they go away, and they tell the brethren, hey, guess what? The court's after us. Uh, the Sanhedrin told us not to speak of this. They threatened us. And what do they do? They pray to the Lord and they rejoice. Later on down the line, Acts chapter 16, Paul and Silas are uh, uh, in Philippi. The, uh, the, that's where they are, they're preaching Jesus. And the people fell on them and beat them and threw them into the inner prison. And there. When all this is terrible going on, I mean that's, that's that's a terrible state. The world would say, "Man, you're having a bad day." And what were they doing? Praying and singing hymns, singing songs to the Lord, praise. They're rejoicing. <laughs> They're rejoicing. They, because they see something, don't they? They see something different. How do I rejoice always, Chris? How can I have this good day, every day, no matter what? Let's look at another passage. Luke, do, 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 Luke chapter 10. Luke chapter 10. Luke chapter 10 is where Jesus sends out the 70. We call this the limited commission. He sends them out to preach the word, to heal the people, to uh Drive out the demons and all these things in the surrounding uh, towns. And then verse 17. The 70 returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. Now let's stop there for a second. Now That would be pretty awesome, wouldn't it? (laughs) I mean, man, if I could do that, I'd be pretty happy. Wow, that'd be amazing. And so they come back, and boy, they were pretty excited. Oh, Lord, you wouldn't believe it. Well, yeah, he would because he's the one that gave you the power. But anyway, you wouldn't believe it. All these things. Isn't this awesome? and It's like a parent watching their child being happy about something really little, something small, that's really not going to stick around. (laughs) This is going to go away, pretty much. And Jesus doesn't say that, but it is. It's not something that uh, you, you should really be placing your joy in. Making that your your final uh, foundation. There's something far greater than that. It's much like, excuse me, it's much like when uh, with, with the uh, the prophets. We find this a lot in the minor prophets, where people are in captivity, and even Daniel, and and they're all, oh Lord, when will this come to an end? How, what are we going to do? Well, pretty much the Lord says, don't worry, it's going to end. I'm going to restore you. But in almost every case, not every one of them, but most of the prophets will end with, yeah, this the, the captivity is going to end, but there's something else you should be looking forward to that's far greater, something that really should give you constant joy, and that's what's coming in the Christ event. <laughs> Doesn't say it in that kind of words, but that's what he's saying. Always pointing to the Savior's coming through you. It's going to happen through you. Yeah, it'll be happy when you go home. But even better is what's going to happen when the Savior comes. And so Jesus tells them in Luke 10, verse 18, And he said to them, I was watching Satan fall from heaven like lightning. Was that a great day? Well, sure. But, verse 19, Behold, I have given you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing will injure you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this. Now, he's not saying... Don't you be happy about that. No, he's saying he's refocusing their minds. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this that the spirits are subject to you, but rejoice that your names are recorded in heaven. Rejoice that your name is recorded in heaven. In other words, you're on the right track. You're going to go to heaven. That's eternal, that's fantastic. Who can take that joy away from you? Well, no one. No matter what they do to you in this realm, no one can take that joy away. You can. You can choose to move away from all that. But no one can take it. Not even Satan can take that joy away from you. Now, he can do things to your life like he uh, could make life terrible he could use uh, uh, influences in your uh, people in your life to influence you to try to tempt you but you have to choose to move into those things and when you choose to move into that or or enter into that temptation that's how you lose the joy because you chose this life over eternal life and we have to be careful of that we're going to we got six minutes we're going to close up with Philippians chapter 4 Philippians chapter 4, verses 4, starting in verse 4. I like this passage. Paul writes, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say, rejoice. Let your gentle spirit be known to all men. The Lord is near. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is of good repute, if there is any excellence and if anything worthy of praise, dwell on these things. The things you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, Practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. Now, there's a lot said there, and uh, I'm going to, in the future, do a, a radio program just on this passage. But in essence, he's saying, look, there is a lot of uh, bad things going on there. In fact, that Paul is going to enumerate the things that, that he has gone through, and no matter what he's go- uh, happened to him, like uh, in verse uh, uh, 11, He says, "Not that I speak from want, for I have learned to be content in whatever circumstance. I know how to get along with the humble means. I also know how to live in prosperity. In any and every circumstance I have learned the secret of being filled and going hungry, both of having abundance and suffering need. I can do all things through Him, Christ, who strengthens me. In other words, there's nothing can happen to me in this world where I'm not content. Because I know where I'm going. I'm rejoicing always. I focus on the good, the real good stuff. When I say I have a good day, yeah, maybe may be some, some good things happening in this world, but really the good day is, hey, my name's written in heaven. But Chris, you just lost your house. I rejoice. <laughs> can, can that be hard? Will that mean, will you be sad when you lose things? Yeah, you'll be sad. But there's a joy knowing that there's greater things to come. I'm not saying you can never cry or be unhappy. I'm just saying that those things are fleeting and they go away. And there's a joy that the true Christian has that they, are, they know where they're headed. They know their name is written down in heaven in the book of life. And so they know where they're going. And so they are redeeming the time. They're making the most of the time that the Lord has given them because they know the days are evil, but they can still make the most of it. Because we're trying to be light and salt, and we're living the life that Christ has asked us to live, that God's asked us to live in His Son. And we're doing that. And we're making an impact on people. We're showing them a better way. We are ambassadors for Christ, like Paul says. And we are showing people, hey, there is a better country. It's eternal. There's no there's no pain, there's no heartache, there's no tears up there. And I want to tell you about it. I can find joy. I still have my joy, even in the midst of all the troubles in life because of Christ. And it's nothing that I've done. And yeah, bad things happen, but I give glory to the Father. And even amongst all the most stressful things in life, my first thought is, I'm going to go to prayer with the Father before I do that. I pray without ceasing because I know who's in charge. It's not the presidents, it ain't kings, it's not military power or anyone else. God's in charge. I may not understand everything that's going on, but that's okay. I'm content because I know he's true and faithful. And I know where my name is. Let me redeem the time. Folks, I think I appreciate you being here. Now and I got a couple of minutes left. I want to use this time. To just tell you a little bit about, about uh, our program and where you can learn more about redeeming the time radio program. Now we have that. We have the video. I have a newspaper, Rocky Mountain Christian. I have a lot of things going on, and I don't want to give you all the websites for all these different places. So we're going to we're, we consolidate everything, all these links to one spot here at the the North Valley Church of Christ website, which is www. For the radio program, there's a radio mic. You can click on that. It'll take you to uh, where all our previous episodes were, or are, and we'll have this one posted there as well. And, uh, of course, we're we're revamping that. We're going to make it look better. we got the video coming in a couple of months, and a lot of great things. The Lord is really blessing uh, the work here, and we're excited to, to be part of this, that the Lord has chosen us. Let us rejoice Always, let us pray without ceasing. Let us make the most of every opportunity because we know where we are going. I pray for you always. I love you all very much, and I hope uh, this has been a useful program. If you have any questions, feel free to send those in. You can find a link to do that on our website. Uh, Feel free to uh, come by and visit with us here at the North Valley Church of Christ in Cave Creek, Arizona. Have a wonderful day and may the Lord bless you in your work.
0: Bring it out, bring it out, bring it, it out, till the sinful world be won for Jehovah's Mighty Son. Bring it out. Bring it out, bring it out.